Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Jimmy, what are you doing? Nothing. Your face is down off the camera. What, what are you doing? I'm going to get feedback here. Jimmy with his helicopter microphone. That's what I look like. That's what I sound like. Yeah. yeah uh, your audio sounds like dog shit per usual. Uh, guys, I'm getting feedback. Hook up the other goddamn mic, Jimmy. Uh, we are live. It is listen, you boy. I am going to mute Jimmy because his equipment sucks. Uh, you're about to hear him only in his right ear. I have him muted. He's going to keep talking. Uh, but uh, until then, yeah, we're live. Listen, you boy. Fightful. Uh, man, there's so much to talk about today. And Jimmy, why are you unmuting yourself? My God, here this is what we go in the air for. Right here. This is what we go in the air for. A bunch of technical errors. You love to see it. Professional. Best newsbreakers in the biz right here. Fightful.com. Well, uh, we're talking about Mandy Rose. We're talking about Sasha Banks. We're talking about Vince McMahon. All kinds of stuff here. Please leave a thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate it. All of you tech experts in the comments, 
We do not need your advice. It ain't going to work. You're about to hear Jimmy on a handheld mic through one ear. That's a good time. Jimmy, what, what are you doing? We figured this out on the air. This is what yeah, we're try doing. that. How's the- what? That sounds horrible. Unhook that. Hook up the other mic. For the love of God, I'm sick of it. It's listing you, boy. And we've got a lot to talk about. Today, we broke news. Somebody says he looks like he's about to give a traffic update from Eye in the Sky. He sounds like it. He sounds like he's ordered at a Burger King. Jimmy Van's like, no pickles. Oh, boy. What, what are we doing here? This is it. This is professional. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Jimmy. What do we got? Look, now you just hear him clicking and clacking. My God. My God. Jimmy about to get kicked off the stream. Uh, Guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate Super Chats. Donate Humper Chats. I know this is the professional setup that you guys come to expect. I'm here. I've got good equipment. I've got display cases in the background now. It looks great. Jimmy Vance over here in a helicopter. uh, Like wading his way through the fog to let you guys know what the traffic updates are in Toronto right now. Here's a spoiler. There's construction. That much I guarantee. But uh, today we broke news on Fightful Select and, and of course, uh, with the nature of these things uh, that Mandy Rose has been released from her WWE deal. Now, I I just want to make this clear right out of the gate. We can only report what we know. And there's a lot of assumptions and jumping to conclusions and a lot of things like that. And I'm going to read to you guys what we reported on FightfulSelect.com as Jimmy goes through his third microphone. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) Is this any better? (laughs) No. Still shitty? Oh, my God. No, Jimmy. You sound like you're broadcasting from the Campbell soup can that Andy Warhol painted. What are we doing here? Come on. This is one of the biggest news stories in like a month. And I can't even get this thing fired off. How can this is a serious subject, a serious topic. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. Um, so I, Jimmy Van turned into an astronaut. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh. <coughs> All right, listen. I'm going to do my best. As <laughs> Jimmy Van, I'm going to remove him from this entire thing while he while he sets us up. Okay. Jesus Christ, guys. <sighs> Fightful Select learned that Mandy Rose was uh, released by WWE. Um, I found out this afternoon, this was an abrupt decision. um, Or found out this morning, rather. It was an abrupt decision. And uh, last night, right before NXT, we had learned, and I posted a little gif that Mandy Rose is going to drop the title. Later on FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Please subscribe. We had reported that she was dropping the title to Roxanne Perez in that abrupt decision. And then this morning, we were told uh, not only did she drop the title, she is released from the company. And as of now, ain't coming back. I was able to gain some significant context from WWE. They felt like the explicit nature of her content 
exceeded the parameters of her WWE deal. Now, I want to make this clear. I don't know if this was completely WWE's side, if it was Mandy Rose asking for a release or uh, some sort of collaborative decision, but I was told that Mandy Rose did not seem interested in ceasing posting. Now, for those of you who are interested in what she was posting, there was some implied sexual activity. Uh, there were there were a lot of things like that. If you really want to see what she's posting, guess what? You can go to her website and subscribe. There is a lot of information that is sort of being disseminated in, in perhaps an unfair way about this because um, Mandy Rose, in my opinion, this is just completely my opinion, I have no no problem with anybody monetizing their body in any way that they deem fit as long as it is legal, consensual, doesn't hurt anybody else. And that's what Mandy Rose was doing. Uh, however, I have not seen WWE's contracts. I have not seen what are listed in them, what they can and can't do. And considering the fact that a lot of the third-party deals were completely taken off the table a couple of years ago before they were brought back earlier this year, we don't necessarily know the nature of what it is that she is permitted to do and not to do in that. Now, what you can also say is she's an independent contractor. She should be able to do whatever the hell she wants to do. And I certainly sympathize with that and, and understand and, and believe that as well. Um, it's just, it's one of those unique situations where you look at this and you go, okay, well, is she really an independent contractor then? But you also look at WDB side of things. And specifically, I know Backup Hangman posted this, and it's something I had I'd heard as well. Uh, it was a situation where WDB felt like some of their, um, their third-party agreements, especially some very, very lucrative ones, were compromised by the, the nature of the content that she was posting. Whereas there are some other people that have these these uh, exclusive content sites that aren't posting as explicit or implied explicit stuff that might not cost them that. Because while Mandy Rose was a valued member of that roster and was making uh, good money there as well, they also have far more lucrative deals that they do have to sort of adjust and, and look at and sort of brand their content around as well. Uh, Jimmy Van is still working on getting his stuff going uh, right now. But quote the Raven says, is Jimmy, Jimmy Van? Van? Wow. wow, that's a big no. Whatever was just going on is a big no, Jimmy. Quote the Raven says, remember when women were encouraged to dress like Mandy? Plus, where is this site? I can't find a single link anywhere. You sound like the guy on, on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. My DMs today are full of people like naked pictures. That's horrible. Where? What's the link? What's the URL? Do your own research. Uh, support what she does if, if you wish to do so. Uh, I can tell you that from a personal perspective. Like our Tons of our moderators have OnlyFans, Brand Army, and, and the like. One of our primary sponsors last year, Destiny FOMO, uh, sponsored us to uh, largely push her page. We, we definitely support that and people uh, making money any way that they can, again, in a, in a safe, consensual, um, legal way. And we will always support stuff like that. However, I don't know that it's necessarily as cut and dry with WWE. They do have, if Mattel hit them up and said, we can't have this. And then Mandy Rose says, well, I ain't stopping. Well, then the relationship is going to dissolve. 
I can tell you that at least one former WWE talent did uh, let us know via via a representation via representation that this year they beat their best WWE year with their exclusive content page. So this is also a thing. If you're an AEW, if you are an Impact Wrestling, if you're a WWE, the level in which you are willing to allow this, if at all, will be a major negotiation tactic as well. Because for some of these these people that and it's not just women, I mean there there are plenty of of male wrestling performers who have these types of sites as well. They're going to look at that and they say, "Well, I get to use this platform to promote what I'm doing elsewhere." WWE Impact AEW might not have to pay nearly as much in order to make that happen, uh, in order to make that money match up. There are an awful lot of, of angles on this to where you can you can use this for positive and negative negotiation. Still sounds horrible for Jimmy Van. Uh, we'll continue to check on check in on him up in the sky. Jimmy, how is the, the traffic in Toronto? That's cute. K seven seven five says, "Is this a content issue and not a third party issue? Is that correct? WWE has relaxed rules on third parties. Yes, they have relaxed rules on third parties. Uh, by the way, get in your super chats and humper chats, uh, perhaps appropriately uh, named humper chats at humperchats.com. It's both. They were not comfortable with the 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 content specifically, and they also feared what it would do for third parties as well." Caden says, on my way to Dynamite, should be fun. Jimmy, fix your mic. I'm sure that will earn tons of brownie points with him, Caden, as you look to uh, advance in your career. Dap to Extreme says, Mandy being fired feels like a punishment doesn't fit the crime situation when others abuse drugs, alcohol, and are still employed. Well, I, I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody who does that and certainly don't want to pass judgment on anybody who has the, the sort of that sort of content uh, as well, but... Again, we're starting, we're still accumulating information. Mandy did send a message to her subscribers today that said, hey guys, thanks for all the messages. Overwhelmed with all the love and support from you guys. Don't worry, the page is still up. Um, I'll tell you guys one thing. Mandy Rose next year, as, as this is a hunch, I guarantee she's going to make more money than she was making in WWE. What we just saw was a gigantic commercial for this, which... Uh, <laughs> Somebody somebody uh, hit me up and said, your anonymous source also wants to share the subscription they have for $12 per month now. She is now charging $30 for subscriptions. And she's going to have a hell of a lot more subscriptions today than she had tomorrow. There you go. CM says, we're not going to get a Mandy Rose let, in, let down NXT line from commentary next week, right? I hope not. Uh, I hope not as well. I absolutely hope not because personal decision, I don't see a problem with it. If that's the route that she wants to go with her career and does not want to uh, to cease posting that stuff, there you go. There you go. Javier says, do you think they'd bring her back kind of like they did with Brian in 2010? I mean, sort of like what they did with Zelina too. I mean, Zelina's third-party stuff was was a point of contention for WWE, albeit far different circumstances than, than what Mandy Rose is is doing but uh she eventually came back as well but yeah i think eventually she'll be back miguel says if sasha isn't the partner for saraya do you think mandy is the backup no i don't think it'll be mandy at all with the release who do you think would have made that decision ultimately uh triple h nick Khan, stephanie mcmahon i'll tell you what and and 
it seemed as if I, I can tell you this. I know that Mandy had indicated to some people uh, that she would get in trouble possibly if if the nature of the content was put out there to an extended degree. But also she had to expect that that was coming. It wasn't going to stay under wraps. Although this much I guarantee you, if Johnny Ace was still working there, WWE would have been smartened up to it a long time ago. Because um, I'm pretty sure he would have been clued in. Ray says with 10K subs and select, you would think that Jimmy could afford better audio equipment than that soup can <laughs> string. Um, we are down to 8,200, man. Uh, Christmas, Christmas time hits hard. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because right after this, I'm going to have news on Kevin Owens pitching a match to Shawn Michaels right directly to him. There was uh, He told this story on a French podcast, and I was able to get a lot more information on it and what it took to get Shawn Michaels out of retirement for the crown jewel match, uh, which is actually a Jimmy Van scoop. Max Collection says, with the release, who do you think? Oh, just read that one. My bad. My bad. Johan Benson says, how the hell do they present toxic attraction the way they did then fire Mandy for her own choices? Well, I mean, again, I think ultimately, personally, I think it comes down to third-party agreements, specifically the the Mattel one that that backup Hangman brought up. If you have toy makers, which is a significant piece of revenue, saying, hey, we uh, we do not approve of this, then then you're gonna you're probably gonna do what they say. Ella says Jimmy is broadcasting to us via space satellite. Uh Phil the Legend says, what do you think Gigi and JC do now? Call up. I hope so. JC, I mean every time I see her on SmackDown, I'm like, my God, like the facial reactions, like she is so ready from that perspective. And Gigi so ready on 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 all perspectives. And they need more tag teams. I think that they should be called up, and I think Indy should be called up. And honestly, I think they should um also probably uh just go ahead and get Indy Hartwell up as well. Let me let me change my my frame here. There we go. I don't know if Jimmy's coming back anytime soon. So we'll see what we got going on here. Shytown Spurs says, wild to me that two DX members just let a talent go for posting explicit content. I don't know if it's fair to to put Shawn Michaels in there. I don't know that that was necessarily the case, but Mr. CJ Lilly says, if this was known yesterday, the way that she went out, she did it like a pro. If she decided to put down uh, the images, she'll be back very soon. Yeah, I mean, she is. I've always heard that she's a pro. I always heard that that she handled her business accordingly. And, and yeah, uh, I, I heard that, that she was very easy to deal with here. And look, and look at the moment that was created for, for Roxanne Perez as well. Ultimately, here's what you look at. Mandy Rose is about to make a lot more money, way more money than she's ever made in her life. Roxanne Perez started the year ROH champion, ended it NXT champion. Financially, there are no losers here. WWE's lose. WWE is the financial loser here. Uh, but also, they probably saved a partnership by doing this. Not that I necessarily agree with it, but again, if if it was Mattel, are you going to pass up a toy deal? Probably not. And uh, Mandy gets a, a giant online billboard for her exclusive content site. Ryan says, was Mandy warned to stop posting that stuff before she got let go? I don't know if she was warned, but uh, 
I was told that she didn't have any interest in taking that down. We're going to see if uh, Jimmy Van. Hello, Jimmy. Is it still on one side? Oh, my God, it's fixed. Jimmy Van is fixed. So here, here's the scoop, guys. Jimmy was using this handheld mic, Meltzer style. Uh, bless That's what I was going for, too, yeah. Yeah, and I could only hear him out of my right ear. And I was not willing to let that fly for our audio listeners because only only the best for you guys, right? Uh, and then we got that opening five minutes that is the biggest train wreck of five minutes. Well, maybe this, not. We had a lot of stuff on like Wirecast back in the day that was a tragedy. This is what happens when I work with people that aren't helpful, helpful Sean. This is what happens when I want to try to set things up early and make sure the mixer works. And I think we didn't come on to like two fifty five, and then the shit hit the fan. This is what happens. So I basically have a brand new sure mic. You guys have seen it on a little stand yes. that cost me a lot of money. And after like two months, the thing just completely fell to shit and I had to send it in because tech support couldn't fix it. So I got this thing for backup. I was told by Joel Pearl, get a mixer because the USB is shit. So get a mixer, mix, get all that. Yeah, you didn't get a roadcast. I did. It's very cool. That's nice. But I'm new to all this stuff, and and no one can help me. So uh, yeah, what a what a what a great uh, great afternoon. Great afternoon, Sean. <laughs> well, I just said uh, I talked about 15, 16, 17 minutes about Mandy Rose. We have a ton of super chats about this, and um, listen, guys, we always encourage you to support people who who make their money with their body in a legal, consensual, safe way. But listen, sometimes sometimes you might need a little more motivation. And today's sponsor is Blue Chew. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dot com. Listen, support those people and support yourself. How? With a big, strong, long-lasting erection. Thanks to BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Or when it's not on your schedule, maybe you're having a little bit of trouble. Maybe you're having trouble with that confidence. Well, BlueChew.com and the code Fightful has you covered. You take their online questionnaire with their online physicians, and if approved, it arrives to your door discreetly. But there will be nothing discreet about your package, if you know what I'm saying. What, what, what are we doing here, Jimmy? Being your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL at BlueChew.com. Just pay $5 shipping. And, buddy, you, you are in for some good times when you use BlueChew and the code FIGHTFUL. How, how could you pass it up? Free? Free? My God, you can't get anything for free these days. You can get BlueChew, get a big fat boner. Thanks to BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. Support support these wonderful people and support yourself. Jimmy. So uh, I guess Mandy Rose is covered now. I mean, if you want to share your thoughts about it, um, that'd be fine. But I mean, we've got a significant, significant number of super chats and humper chats all about mandy rose uh i'm at least happy that they made her put over roxanne perez without just relinquishing the title and get released well i see mandy rose as a pro i don't think she would just walk out she i've never heard anything like that i've heard nothing but good things about her professionally um jay kranitz says basically she got caught something something she knew she'd get fired for seemed pretty cut and dry she's making more money god bless her she absolutely knew that she would get in some trouble if, if the nature of it was very, very public. Yes. Jonathan Corona says 2022 has been a crazy for wrestling fans. Uh, first CM Punk wants to move on from AEW. Then Vince wants to come back. Now Mandy Rose gets released. Damn, that's crazy. Buddy, we haven't even scratched the surface on the other things either. Like, like man, just, just a ton of stuff there. Mr. Showtime says, do you think they plug in a replacement for Mandy and Toxic on the main roster or just have them as a duo? I think they should have them as a duo, Jimmy. I think that she was too integral a a part of the roster. It's like everybody that was saying replace Swerve and Hit Row. I disagree. I don't think there's a replacing Swerve and Hit Row. I don't think there's a a replacing Mandy Rose in in, uh, Toxic Attraction. No, they'll they'll come up as a tag team, and they're going to miss her because Mandy Rose was a really great element to that group. But uh, they're going to come up together. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't want to spend a lot too much time because you've already covered it. The only thing I will say on Mandy Rose is I see both sides. Like, I understand both sides of this. Because from Mandy Rose's perspective, and you probably already covered it, uh, what she was doing was behind a paywall. And I understand it was explicit content, but it was behind a paywall. WWE has softened their stance, you know, in recent times about third-party platforms like Twitch. Granted, this was not Twitch. Um, but it was behind a paywall and, uh, in the past, WWE was very open about promoting playboy, uh, spreads sure. on the show, but it's a different era. And, and so I get all that. I understand Mandy Rose's mentality as, as far as why she wanted to do it. And I understand WWE's perspective because if they let this go, now you set a precedence, how many other people on the roster might think, well, I'd like to make extra money doing that too. 
And that's when you run into a problem with potentially your television partners and your advertisers. And, and that could be an issue. I don't know anything about the terms of her contract or there was language in there specifically preventing her from doing that. If there was, she's in breach. Sure. The main thing, the main thing I'd like to know is was there a conversation between WWE and Mandy Rose trying to find middle ground or what is it? Was it a situation where WWE said you can't do that? And she said, well, I'm doing it. And so that was it. Well, from what I, so I haven't been told, told about a, a personal conversation. Um, and I'll, I'll work to find out more on that, but any, by the way, any additional information we get will be on fightfulselect.com. We've already updated it tons we'll have a lot on her contract and and things like that and the decision itself it's just i'm i'm working to find out more on that uh mr cj Lilly says guys cards on the table why are wrestling fans turning off both shows is it the lack of over-the-top characters like bray alexa undertaker the too many bangers not enough fun uh too much realism um well mondays it's because of monday night football monday night football is a juggernaut i don't have an answer for wednesdays but i think that um, this is honestly, it's traditionally a slow time in wrestling. I can tell you it's a slow time for us on, on Fightful, Fightful Select. Like we, we've had a serious decline on that stuff and on numbers in general. And then it'll pick up around January. I think it's more than just football. Sure. Because like our, our three on Monday did like 1.388 million viewers, which is just not good. It's not a good number. And they've had football as competition for like 30 years. I understand like as time's gone on and cord cutters and, and people are consuming content differently. And that does that does make a difference. But at the same time, I feel like and I was going to talk about this later, but I feel like wrestling is in a lull right now. Like, I, I feel like in terms of the, the creative content, with the exception of the bloodline and maybe MJF as champion, nothing else is hitting. Like, like nothing else is is really uh, is really capturing the attention of the television audience. And do you want to talk about the wrestle votes report? We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. I, I'm I'm working on that one though. There's a, okay. there's a lot to that, so I can't really I can't really jump in into that because I, I've had some conflicting stuff that that has come out. So I don't want to make that like a, a huge point of conversation on this show. Uh, Cameron says, "Is this the end of her online work with Sonya?" Can you find out? I'd be shocked if they they stopped doing like Demandy's Donuts or any anything like that. K775 says, sorry, I mistyped my $10 super chat. Did you see sponsors threatening to pull out of business with WWE if Vince tries to come back? Um, I thought this was about Mandy. I will address this <laughs> shortly on there. Uh, but man, we got so much stuff that we have to to get into. John says, I'll donate every time Jimmy comes back with that helicopter mic. Dad. Done. Done. Where is it? Caden says, congrats, Jimmy. Um, so let's talk about the Vince thing because we got a couple super chats about that as well. Uh, Vince McMahon has said that or, or told people, according to the Wall Street Journal, that he wants to come back. This yeah. is and then then as that happens, Jimmy, well, shortly after he's telling people close to him a story gets leaked to the wall street journal that he's got more issues. Now it was funny. I did see people that are like, why didn't wrestling journalists get this? If you think it's an accident that wall street journal got any of these stories, I mean, they got leaked to them obviously because yeah. yeah. they know the reach of wall street journal and the nature of this. And there are plenty of people as we had reported on select, they don't want Vince back. Jimmy, nobody wants him back anymore. Yeah, I don't think they have to worry about it anytime soon. So let me say first, the Vice documentary, lazy, disappointing, 
uh i was fired yeah i was looking forward to watching a two-hour documentary about vincent man it was all rehashed dark side of the ring uh uh canned footage very disappointing very lazy okay let me ask you this so vincent man he retires in july right when you really think about it what were the reasons that vince retired in july like what do you think it was that made him decide in july especially when two weeks earlier he had so boldly come out on tv when the allegations hit and kind of made it clear like clear he was going to stick around what do you think the reasons were that he suddenly decided to retire in July? I certainly don't think it was because of bad advice from people close to him. I think it was, and there could have been a lot of reasons, but I think two of them, I think one of them was family. I mm-hmm. think that uh, people close to him probably thought, cause you got to understand they knew more than what was public. Right. Yes. So like the people close to Vince knew more about what was going on and about the allegations potentially yet to come that wasn't yet public. So I think his family probably wanted him to take a step back under the circumstances. I also think that he did it for the health and well-being of the company because they were looking to potentially try to set up the company for a sale. And given those allegations at that time, think about what could have happened. There could have been a yeah. full-on SEC investigation, could have been a criminal investigation potentially, could have caused the whole board of directors to resign, could have caused the stock to tumble, which would have a great impact on company valuation. Then not to mention, you got your TV partners, you got your advertisers, you got talent morale. There was a lot at stake. And that's why I think Vince decided at that time that he better take a step back. Well, if you fast forward to now, mid-December, what's changed? Nothing's changed, yeah. right? I imagine that his family still doesn't want him around, especially in a creative around. capacity, right? Stocks then increased. Uh, interest in the show has increased. Morale has improved backstage. Things right. are objectively better financially and professionally without him around. Right. New allegations surfaced. Yeah. Rita Chatterton wants a settlement. I think it was over $11 million. If Vince were to return in any kind of executive capacity, then maybe the SEC investigation reopens. Maybe the whole board decides to resign. And you know what? Maybe Vince wouldn't care if the board resigned, but that would definitely lead to corporate uncertainty, which could lead to people selling their stock, which is then going to impact their market cap. Like, I don't see him returning. It's one thing if Vince wants to. I don't see it happening, not in an executive capacity. If he does, uh, I think that it, things are going to unravel really, really fast, but I don't see it happening. And the one thing that I wanted to, to explain, because a lot of people were asking on Twitter, well, he's got the majority of voting rights, so can he not just kind of inject himself back in? And the question is, no, it's not that simple. So if he wants to be chairman, which he was before, you got to be elected by the board of directors. That's how you become chairman. The majority has to vote you in. The current board was chosen by Vince, and so people might think, oh, he's a shoe-in, right? But wasn't it at least one member of the board who anonymously leaked the Wall Street Journal story to begin with? That's the word. And, I mean, that's the thing. Like, um, this, all due respect to Wall Street Journal, obviously amazing. They ain't out here hunting down Vince scoops all autumn long. It It is somebody in the company who does not want Vince back who is like, you ain't coming back. And this is why you ain't coming back. And KE775 brings up a good question. Question on Vince. If he tried to come back, could you see Fox and NBCU, among other sponsors, giving WWE an ultimatum? Can't imagine companies want to deal with them. I mean, I could see that absolutely harming rights fee deals. Oh, everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah because because again... He, so I don't, I don't think the current board's going to bring him in anyway. He would have to wait for the next round of board elections. Then he would have to, because he, he does have a majority of the voting rights. So he'd have to wait for the next round of board elections. Then he would have to vote in a new board 
and then hope that the new board would elect him as chairman. I still don't know if that would happen because the board members are stockholders, probably. And so do they want to potentially impact the, the, the stock and impact the company valuation? It's, it's, it's easier said than done. And in terms of the whole head of creative thing, he's got to be hired by a top executive to be the head yeah. of creative. So I don't think anything's going to happen. It's, it's one thing for him to want to. I think it's another thing for it to actually take place. And uh, yeah, and, and if he did uh, somehow magically, you know, end up as chairman again, I think that for sure the networks aren't going to like it, especially when they have seen a positive, you know, upward trajectory. They've heard talent morale is better. Uh, I just, there's a lot of reasons why I just don't think it's going to happen. Him wanting to do it, him, him doing it are two different things. There was a higher up that gave me a pretty interesting quote yesterday. They said it would be a very selfish thing for him to do to come back. And then, then the, as I was on the phone with them, they like pause and they're like, but then again, selfish behavior is why we're here in the first place. That's why, that's why he's gone. So man, there, there's so much there. Uh, we have a bunch of super chats, bunch of humper chats. Uh, Bully McGuire says completely unrelated. Whatever happened to Roderick Strong? I'm working to find out. I asked them if he's still with the company, and they didn't give me an update on it. Um, Gary Coxhead sent a bunch of humper chats. Says shout out to the content from Sean. Had COVID twice, and it's awful. Sean's jumped back on this and jumped right back in. Hats off. Um, I'm very happy to be off prednisone now. I'm doing a little bit better. Uh, Going to get some stuff uh, taken care of, but I appreciate the kind words. Gary Coxhead also says, not watching due to the World Cup. Heard the name John Alba for years, but only watched Wrestle Talk. Then you hadn't seen him up until recently. Could we have an interview with him on Sean, uh, with or with Sean, with everything he's done around wrestling? I'm sure me and John will be doing like a, just a single show here and there. I'm actually on Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff. I filmed yesterday with John Alba and Eric Bischoff, but I'm sure we'll do something like that. We love working with John. Gary also says, oh, yeah, shout out to Robert. Hope everything is well with him. He's not on screen anymore. Seems like a great lad. Wish him well. Robert is a great lad. He does great work, and uh, we're lucky to have him. He does uh, some fill-in stuff for us as well. Uh, we've also got Darren Walker saying, any news on when Mickey James' contract expires? Her and Nick Aldis as a package would be great for WWE or AEW. I'm, I've been under the impression that she's never been under a full-time contract uh, to Impact, NWA, or elsewhere, as far as I know. I could be wrong, but I mean, that's at least what, what I had always heard. Tony says, wishing Mandy all the best. This has me thinking about the end of Raw with Bobby and Adam's tweet yesterday, taking it back. Do you think they did a 180 on the story because of what they knew they were about to do with Mandy and it would be a bad look? Ooh, um, that's something I hadn't really considered whatsoever. It's possible. I mean, they've done that in the past, right? But where they, but I, I, to me, it just calls more attention to it. Kind of, if you if you do that, um, it's the old "today it's in the news, tomorrow they're wrapping dead fish with it" quote. Like you Vince, love that line, don't you? Yeah, I do. You should you should <laughs> grin about it more, as if Mariah Carey didn't say it. I told anyway, you Mariah Carey said it. Yeah, but Will Washington did. Anyway, I, I you know that's something I hadn't considered, but I'm going to ask about that. Mr. CJ Lilly says if Vince returns, it'll kill WWE. They'll be done. I had somebody in WWE reference the, the lethal dose of poison promo. They're like, is he just sitting at home cutting that promo? I was like, yeah, that's, that's cute. Jay Lou says this is for whatever show is at three Eastern since Jimmy doesn't come to work anymore. <laughs> the Mandy situation is unfortunate because WWE labels performers as independent contractors, but treats them as employees, including limiting outside ventures. It's wrong. So, I mean, okay, Jimmy, like if, we got somebody on staff 
if they want to do something like that, I don't have a damn problem with it. If NordVPN came to me and they're like, well, we got to pull our sponsorship due to this, I would have to have a conversation with that person and say, hey, listen, we're, we're paying you to do this. Is, is there an agreement we can come to? I believe WWE probably did that. I believe that they probably went to her and said, we've got to come to some, some sort of agreement. Now, granted, what Fightful is cool with and what WWE are cool with are way, way different. And the sponsors that we are dealing with aren't given the type of money that Mattel is giving WWE to where it can justify us being like, okay, which is which is worth more than the other. Mattel is very clearly more valuable to WWE than Mandy Rose, I think. Yeah, and when, when you consider that they invested a year of television into sure. her as NXT champion, and there's money in that, I, I agree. You think that there was a conversation. I don't think it's, it's a situation where they heard that she had some content leaked and thought, oh, that's it. We're done with her. There must have been because they invested so much into her time sure. and money for them to just turn around and make that decision. Tony says, or actually, we just read that one. Uh, Gary says, Mandy's an interesting one because you think that she would have had warnings to get the point as an odd one. Are the pictures, videos, nude? You would think otherwise. Um, there was some implied sexual activity. Uh, I don't know about the, the degree of nudity or anything like that, but um, there was some implied sexual activity that WWE wasn't happy with. Mech says, Mandy did say WWE was aware of what she was doing, so why did it take this long for them to say something? Uh, I feel like uh, over the past few days, it was discussed much more. It was certainly discussed more backstage. It was certainly discussed more publicly on at least my timeline that I saw as well. Well, wasn't there recently a leak? That was probably the catalyst. I'm, I'm sure I just assume all that stuff gets leaked. I mean, yeah. Fightful Select gets leaked all the time. Mandy Rose is going to get leaked. Um, we got Nicholas saying, I wonder if you can get people's perspective in WWE of Mandy getting released. Uh, it is a based on the people that I spoke to. First off, they were still shocked. People were still very, very surprised about that stuff. But, um, it is one of those things where they they're surprised, but also they're they're like, well, they had to know it was coming, type of thing. So Tony says, wishing Mandy all the best. I read that one. By God, I need a moderator on here. But Vincent says, with the news of Brock Gunther being planned for Mania, does Brock Bobby three happen at Rumble? Yeah, I do think it happens at Rumble. I have not confirmed that that Brock and Gunther is happening at Mania at all. I think it's it's far more likely to happen under triple H than it was, but um, yeah. What, what are you thinking about this Brock Gunther news? Yeah, that's actually something that I was going to ask you about today on the list. I mean, that, that would be a hell of a matchup. We don't, we don't see a lot of, you know, top level fresh matchups as much as we used to. And, uh, and that would be a very physical match. Imagine how red both guys would be coming out of that one. It would also be a good showcase for Gunther because I don't imagine Brock's going in there to loot to, to win. I don't think he cares. Sure. So it could be a good showcase matchup for Gunther too. Um, so I, I'd be all for it. It, it. It's it's a way of taking an established guy and giving a rub to a new guy that maybe the casuals aren't necessarily familiar with. So uh, I'd be interested in it. Do you want to talk about other Mania rumor now or do you want to? Um, How about it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So uh, Brock and Gunther was one of the things I was going to ask you about in terms of WrestleMania rumors because there are reports that Hunter has the top matches set. Uh, for WrestleMania, and one of the rumored ones is Lesnar and Gunther. So I was going to ask you what you'd heard about that one. Another one is John Cena. So he is confirmed for SmackDown on December 30th in Tampa, Florida. 
And that has led to speculation that there are plans for him, not only for Mania, but with the Royal Rumble. And so I was going to ask your thoughts on Cena potentially uh, appearing at the Rumble, maybe to lead to a, a Mania program. I would love that, but I think that he's got a filming schedule coming up. I, I just assume that John Cena, like, I never believe that he'll work an actual program until I see it happening. Cause we got catfished into that this summer, right? Like we thought that he was going to work something leading into to SummerSlam. Right. And um, they have established that they don't need John Cena at WrestleMania anymore. Uh, they would like to have him. I know that there are some big names that want to face John Cena. Obviously, why wouldn't they? Uh, but Logan Paul wants to face him. I had heard people close to Cody that, that wanted to push that to happen. I think there are bigger plans for Cody now. Uh, but I I wouldn't be surprised, but also I think it's just a way until I see or get information that there will actually be a program. I'll just assume that it is a quick ratings grab, which is funny because they have criminally misused John Cena when they've had him around. They should have had him during the pandemic. They should have had him film like eight weeks worth of content while he was there and they didn't do it. So um, that now granted that's a different regime. Maybe this one will be more competent. We have yet to see this regime and how they might use a John Cena. Yeah. And I, th I think he lives in Tampa and December 30 is like right before the new year. So I imagine he's, he's available. And so I agree. It could just be a matter of he's home. And so why not use him when we're going to be yeah. in town? Kind of makes sense. The there, there are also reports that WWE is considering having Roman Reigns work both nights of WrestleMania uh, and of course, everybody's assuming or, or predicting Cody Rhodes one night, the rock the other night. Have you heard anything at all about that? No, um, I've heard that was just like a casual pitch and it wasn't like as of now, it's not like on the books or anything like that. But that's just one of those things when it gets mentioned, it just, you know, it spreads like wildfire, but I haven't heard anything like really consistent or serious about that as of yet. Uh, we got Meet Norma saying after the Mandy release, Mustafa Ali needs to post pictures wearing just one sock, not on his foot. Get that release and drink <laughs> match through AEW and Indies. Happy holidays. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. They meant like a Cobra, like Santino. That's what they mean. Yeah, that's exactly what they meant. By the yeah. way, check out our, our interview with Santino on YouTube.com slash Fightful. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, FightfulSelect.com right after. The list and your boy, we had the list goes on and we'll be concurrently talking about it and publishing a story. Today, I had, I had mentioned that Kevin Owens on a French language podcast had said that he'd pitched a match to Shawn Michaels to face Shawn Michaels. I got a ton of additional information about that. Uh, so there's going to be uh, a good story on that afterwards. We have interview notes from Dan, the dad who went viral. Did you see his viral clip, Jimmy? No. Where he... he <laughs> flipped Toa Leona's nose and everybody popped for it at AEW. Yes, I did yes. see that. Yes. Uh, he'll be on the spotlight. Uh, this week, we have an interview with Willow Nightingale on Friday. The guys at Grapsity. Uh, we've got more interviews than ever. Um, Saturday or Sunday, Wrestling Perspective Podcast is interviewing Bobby Fish. We just, we're getting so much on the record stuff. FightfulSelect.com. And of course, this week, I'll have uh, a Q&A as well. What else you got, Jimmy? 
All right, Sasha Banks. I guess we should call her Mercedes Vernado. I'm going to have more news maybe, on that on FightfulSelect.com this week, too. There you go. Or maybe Mercedes Monet. So Mike Johnson was the first to report that she was booked for Wrestle Kingdom uh, with New Japan on January 4th. Dave Meltzer added that the booking is not through WWE uh, and that she's not scheduled to wrestle on the show at Wrestle Kingdom, but she has agreed to additional dates. Meltzer says things could change, but right now she looks to be done with WWE. So I wanted to ask you first, what are you hearing about um, Sasha Banks, Mercedes, Monet, whatever? I'm hearing that's about right. I'm hearing that's about right. Uh, again, I am putting some final touches on a report that I will have up on Thursday regarding Additional information that I've heard about Sasha, Naomi, New Japan, AEW, WWE, uh, contract stuff, all that good, good deal. I'm working on getting that finalized. I should have it up Thursday, FightfulSelect.com. But, uh, I mean, this is a big deal. This is a, a big thing. Whoever wins the, swa- the Sasha sweepstakes wins big. And I had one person say, man, I can't imagine AEW paying Sasha X amount of money. And I said, I can. I certainly can. And when you want to talk about, well, where do you put her? Um, Well, I can tell you where I'd want to put her first match in LA, teaming against the person whose career it looked like she ended. They hug at the end of the match. Uh, who Also, that woman happens to be the biggest name in your women's division. And who are you across the ring from? Your biggest women's homegrown star and your f- current champion. So it is four, arguably, including... Uh, including not including Jade, your four biggest, most important names in that women's division. And you you get that audience. So if she pops up at Wrestle Kingdom, well, the next week, all the buzz is going to be, is it Sasha? Is it Sasha? And people are going to tune in as a result of that. Unless you just outright announce it or something like that. So I don't think that they do this thing where they advertise something uh, a month ahead of time in LA with three of the biggest names in their division on accident, Jimmy. I think it's very deliberate. Uh, I can't, uh, I can't fully report that as of right now, but people who are usually very happy to tell me when I am not right about things like that, when I would fish, they wouldn't tell me anything. They wouldn't, they wouldn't say no about that. So I, that's what I think is happening. I mean, that, again, a hunch, not a report. I mean, Tony's bragged about, you know, how much money, you know, the family has and sure. everything. So obviously he has no problem spending it. I guess the only thing you got to consider is precedence. Like if she Melcher was saying that she's asking for a, a big sum of money. And so I guess you have to maybe be concerned about precedence. Maybe Tony Khan doesn't give a shit because he, he's going to do what he's going to do. But I agree with you. Like if 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 she is going to be the mystery partner on January 11, then just ride it out right till January 11. If she's not going to be the mystery partner. And I think much like what WWE did with Becky Lynch, you might want to announce it on TV a week in advance. But because uh, otherwise people are going to think it's her. But if, mm-hmm. if if you got her lined up, then you wait till January 11 and you get that big pop. So, yeah, I agree. That's uh, that'd be that'd be an interesting situation for them. Guys, a reminder, leave a thumbs up on this video. The sick minds of Matt and Eric say, hey, Sean, do you think Raw will go back to two hours? If so, what time slot? Eight to 10 or nine to 11? Um, if they ever did, I believe it would be eight to 10 because those are the biggest hours for them. But, um, no, I don't think so because USA makes way too much money off of advertising that third hour, which while to a lot of wrestling fans looks like it is minimized and very small numbers. It is far bigger than whatever modern family reruns that they were going to air right there. Yeah, I don't even know if it's if it's the ad revenue because WWE typically it's a low ad rate. But if you take that third hour out, 
USA's uh, weekly average in terms of their viewership plummets even further. They need WWE badly. So I, I don't see that happening at all. A person who is pretending to be an absolute clown on uh, their YouTube name here says, Mandy got fired because she was profiting off her own body and the Fed wasn't getting none of the money. Let's keep it simple. I don't know. I, I don't think that this is an appropriate situation to simplify. I believe it is a, a situation that you wait. You get a lot of the information. We can only report it as it happened. Maybe Mandy asked for her release. Maybe WWE gave her an appropriate out. Maybe maybe it was mutual. Like that, A lot of that information is not available as of yet, and I'm sure that it will be. We'll work to get it. But as of now, she's released. She's done with the company, and, and that's it. And she'll be a free agent soon, but she can sell her, her exclusive content website, and she is going to be just fine. What else you got, Jimmy? Okay, Tony Khan to Ring of Honor. Yeah. So I, I want to first start with a recap of events quickly, and, and you can uh, tell me if I have any details incorrect. A lot of people, when, when word got out that Ring of Honor TV is going to be an honor club, a lot of people were shitting on, on Tony Khan and saying it was a failure. And I just want to kind of explain a recap of events. I'm not – people are going to call me a homer. That's bullshit. This is just strictly facts, but I want to explain it. So – he buys the assets of Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcasting back in March. When it happened at the time, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, it was kind of a rush deal because he had heard that WWE was interested in acquiring the tape library. So he kind of jumped in to get it first. And because it was kind of a rush deal, obviously he didn't have television lined up for it at the time. Sure. I mean, that's fair, right? It was kind of a rush deal, right? That's from what I understand. Yes. He so, got it. Yeah. If you're, so if I'm Tony Khan, I would have done exactly what he did. I would have acquired the Ring of Honor assets before WWE could get to it for a couple of reasons. One is WWE gets it, gets it. They're just making their table library that much stronger, and they're going to make yeah. AEW's prospective streaming service that much weaker by not having it. It, it. it is a gigantic benefit for AEW's eventual service. For sure. And and on top of that, they got a bunch of talent that that started in Ring of Honor. They have Ring of Honor roots. You can use that footage. Then in addition to that, Tony Khan, he has an emotional attachment to the brand, which he's talked about. He was a big Ring of Honor fan. Yeah. So I understand why he did it, but here was the problem. Okay. So now he acquires this brand and he doesn't have ring of honor TV. What are you going to do? Well, I got a time slot on TNT and I got a time slot on TBS. So I might as well use that to bring exposure to the brand for a prospective television partner. And I also got this guy named Chris Jericho television executives. They don't know a lot of the names on my roster, but they know Chris yes. Jericho. So I'm going to make him the champion in order to get further exposure under the also, ring of honor. Also, brand. Important to note, he got the, the rights to all in in this deal as well. Right, right. Because right. ROH owned all in. Right. So I understand why he put Ring of Honor on AEW TV. Here's where he ran into a few issues. I think the first one was he had contracted talent earmarked for Ring of Honor. And without a TV time slot, those guys are twiddling their thumbs. So he decided we got to get them their reps and put them on TV. But all of a sudden, every segment and every match had a belt either an AEW belt or a Ring of Honor belt, and that tarnishes the value of your titles. And Tony Khan, I think, heard that criticism, decided to pull back a bit of the Ring of Honor content, but now you're kind of pigeonholed because you don't have a TV deal yet. You don't want to put everybody on AEW television. So what are you going to do? You're going to do YouTube? Or you're going to decide, you know what, let's put the brakes on Ring of Honor for a while, which he's not going to do. Mm -hmm. The only other thing you could do is a streaming service like Honor Club. There's nothing else I don't think at this stage you could have done and so I think that's why he did it. And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, this is a failure because no one is going to spend $9.99 a month for, uh, for Ring of Honor television. 
hopefully for them, it's a temporary solution, but that's yeah. how it came together. I don't consider it a failure. I consider it a necessary measure at this point. And, and again, this is me operating on what we know as of now. So, I mean, there, there's information that we can gain in the coming days and weeks that'll change my opinion. But to me, one of the things about ROH that was beneficial to them before the sale was a broadcast company owned them. And in addition to them having very wide syndication, they also put the web put the show up for free on Fight and their own website every single week. Everybody could watch ROH. So to me, I look at that and I see dark and elevation on YouTube. I think you should get people in the door on YouTube or free to some capacity. And Honor Club should be the library and selling the pay-per-views for $9.99 each because I like the method of expand the eyeballs as opposed to well, we're going to get significantly less, but they're going to pay like 30, 40 bucks for it. I like that method and it's a more progressive method. However, I don't know what the long-term thing for this is. I don't know if like maybe New Japan content pops up on Honor Club as well. Right. To me, it's very smart for them to restart Honor Club for a specific reason. And that is because they have the framework and whenever, whenever they want to, it goes from ROH Honor Club to AEW Honor Club. And they have the infrastructure and the setup and they have the, the method and, and it's getting done before their next TV rights deal, which I think is very important because their pay-per-view and wherever the hell that pay-per-view is sold is probably going to be integrated into their rights fee deal. Because obviously, ideally, they wouldn't be selling it just on Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report sucks. But because of their connection <laughs> to Warner Media, yeah. that's how they're, they're able to do that. So now they're going to have a little bit more leverage there. And they can say, well, you know, we can put our own pay-per-views on Honor Club if we want. Like, we're, we have the infrastructure to do that. We can, we can do that if we want. And we can, eat, we can keep that and not necessarily negotiate that into the, the rights fee deal. But if I were them, I would, you know, I would make good with New Japan as well there's there's a whole lot of stuff going on between IWTV and the new premier streaming network and uh, Fight Plus. There are a lot of players in the game right now, like AIW and Black Label Pro and Wrestling Revolver. A lot of these top indies, GCW, found homes beyond and all that stuff. So with when you're a ROH, AEW, we've well, got AEW, you've got ROH, you have a connection to New Japan. Maybe you can work something out with with triple a that would be kind of cool too uh, i think that there are a lot of potential there's a lot of potential here but as far as just getting people in the door oh man i really look at that and i'm like damn i do wish that that they would have made it easier for people to get in the door on roh a show that's kind of tough to to get into anyway yeah it, it is and and you know part of the problem too is how much money do they want to you know, let this thing bleed because you're going to have the production costs. You're going to have the contracts for the talent that are on the show. There's going to be a lot of money at the door before you see, you know, dollar one back. Something else I'd like to know, and I wonder if you can find this out. I wonder if Tony had a harder time finding TV than he thought, because sure. maybe, maybe networks looked at ring of honor and they thought, well, Sinclair basically waved the white flag on it. They basically, they yeah. basically sold it off pennies on the dollar. And so why should I invest in a supposed throwaway brand. I wonder if that was a roadblock that he ran into. But the thing with, with Sinclair is it's such a, a categorically different business model because what they did was that they had a very cheap, all things considered, wrestling company to help boost their syndication numbers and, and a lot of stuff like that. And, and it is a proven commodity on syndication. 
So, I mean, that, that is such a unique business plan that they had in general. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats to wrap up, uh, but you know, it's kind of important that we tell you this, guys. NordVPN.com slash Fightful is the fastest VPN in the world. It works on all your devices, your phone, your laptop, your desktop, your PC. It blocks online trackers, blocks annoying pop-up ads and malware. And you can change your virtual location with just one click. Maybe you want to buy pay-per-views at a much more affordable price. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes that a reality, whether it be UFC, AEW, WWE, whatever. Maybe you missed that old WWE Network interface. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has you covered. And it's covered on all of your devices with one subscription. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. In addition to a great deal, you get four additional months free. If you buy pay-per-views like I do about that UFC 282 pay-per-view, I would have felt some real regret after the co-main event and main event if I had paid full price for that. But I got it at a great price thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. This service ends up paying for itself almost immediately. Then you save a ton of money after that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Our good friends. They are so good to us. So excited to continue working with them throughout 2023. Darren says, could we see a Briscoe's-Bucks match this year? Could Briscoe's wrestle on an AEW pay-per-view as a mystery team to face the Bucks? I don't see why they couldn't since they're on Warner pay-per-view already with ROH, I don't, I don't see why they couldn't. I don't think it'll happen on TV. I think at this point they probably should let uh, the Briscoes on pay-per-view or on TV though. I, I just, I think it's time. So I apologize for doing this, but someone keeps ringing my doorbell. Mm. And so uh, I, I got you. You'll hear from Jimmy next week. Broadway Joe says the saddest part of this whole Sasha Mandy thing is how plug and play WDB has become. We need individual stars back to leverage higher salaries. I think you're more likely to see that now than you were before, uh, before Triple H came along. I think Triple H came up in a time that valued marquee stars and understood that those marquee stars individually increased the value of the brand as well. Joel Wood says, I have a feeling she'll be back within the next six months, but best of luck to Mandy and what she does. Absolutely. If, if, if you want to support her, I encourage you guys to do that. Support everybody that, that opts to do that and it, to the level in which you feel comfortable doing. Kieran George says, a bit late, but wanted to know what Jimmy thought of the Ricky Starks promo from last week. Oh, no, Kieran. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if he comes back, I'll ask him. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Chris says favoritism in WWE with Woods, Randy, Riddle, Mandy. Uh, listen, Woods was victimized, man. Like Woods was absolutely victimized, and that is that's not an appropriate thing. The Riddle stuff, I mean, him being in rehab and uh, all that. Like you, you can talk about. I can't really speak to what did or didn't happen about the controversies around him because, you know, from a legal perspective, we don't know what did didn't happen. But um, from a drug perspective and all that stuff, you want people to get the help that you need. Um, hope that that improves. But there are definitely, these are completely different circumstances. I don't think it's fair to compare Orton, Woods, Mandy. Like all, We don't need a comparison to a lot of that stuff. And there is no perhaps perfect comparison there as well. Kieran says, not a problem. Love the content. Look, look like Jimmy's thing is still set up hey jimmy what'd you think of the ricky starks promo
<laughs> oh man. Oh, I, I I just saw something shake. He's walking back. Okay, here we go. He's back here. We're gonna get the word. We're gonna get the word. Sharks freely says, "Is there any positives to Vince returning to WWE? None that I've heard. Absolutely none that I've heard." Jimmy, uh, Kieran George, as we wrap up, asked, uh, "What your thoughts on the Ricky Starks promo were last week?" Um. It was actually really good, and I was going to ask you a question about it. Do you know how much of that was improvised uh, or scripted? I think he had a lot of it like in his head that he wanted to say, but I believe it was like sort of improvised, sort of like a freestyle rap. You know, you like have an idea of what you're going to say, but I, I know that you do a lot of freestyle rapping, so that's how I spent all my days off. Yeah, so I know that there have been comparisons in the past, somewhat to like say Ricky Starks and The Rock. In, in yeah. terms of look and whatnot. But he, I thought, was great when he really gave it to MJF. And I, I can't remember verbatim what he said anymore, but he basically said, you look like whatever, something an ass or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was, I, I had one respected veteran. It's like, why would you go out there and say dollar store rock? It's true. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter because Ricky Starks is confident in his ability to give it right back to MJF. And MJF was also very confident in Ricky Starks' ability to come right back at him. Like right. MJF is not going to bury somebody on the mic and uh, to promote a match that he doesn't think is going to give it back to him. So Jericho told the story a long time ago when he first got to WWE and Jericho, you know, he was, he was still kind of new in that, in that world. He would uh, say really negative things about his opponents mm -hmm. and somebody pulled Jericho aside. It might've been uh, Vince or Pat Patterson. And they basically said, if you're going to shit on your opponent like that, then why is anybody going to watch the match? Because now you're telling them that your opponent's shit and, and they're, they're not worth watching. Yeah. And I always kind of remember that. And I agree with you. It's one thing for MJF to kind of criticize or be negative about his opponent that makes his opponent look like shit. But if you can give it back to him, then it's all right. Then you got that give and take. So you don't end up with a Roman Reigns standing there befuddled when John Cena is going to town on you. Sure. You know what I mean? So, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great moment for Starks. There's no chance he's beaten MJF. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was a great moment for him. And hopefully he can springboard, despite probably losing, hopefully he can springboard that into uh, something else. We have a few more super chats still. Reminder, we are uh, on Fightful Select right after this for the list goes on. I'm going to talk about that Shawn Michaels KO pitch. But uh, I am right back here tonight on the post AEW show. You can get your Humper Chats in at humperchats.com. Uh, but Joel says, do you think there's actually a scenario in which Vince returns to WWE? <clears throat> I'd put it at about a 20% chance because anything is possible, but I think that it is a, a very much a, an addition by subtraction situation. It, it Things are objectively better in almost all facets without Vince McMahon around. So I could see his name appear on the ballot the next time they do the board elections. Yeah. I could see that. You know, once a year they send that out. I could see Vince McMahon's name appear on the board ballot. I don't see him ever becoming chairman or CEO or head of creative again, but yeah. uh, board member, sure. Nicholas says, wait, why are people comparing Mandy and Randy? Beats me. Goki says, any news on The Rock wrestling at Mania? WWE wants him to wrestle at Mania. They, they very much want him to, but I have no like significant, like this is absolutely happening. But yes, they 100% want him. Uh, sorry, I can't give you more, but obviously they want him. The match that they want is Rock versus Roman Reigns. That is the match. But Brandon Joseph says Warner also might not have been open a new deal for ROH with the new AEW TV deal coming up might be a temporary solution until they negotiate the deals together as a package. That is also true. Look at, look at WDB. They, they went to USA and they said, Hey, let's, 
let's work this NXT deal into our package. And then we're going to have all these deals come up concurrently. That way we can sell them together as a package as well. I think that's absolutely possible. This is actually something I forgot to mention earlier. Warner Brothers has been in cost-cutting mode. Yeah. Ever since the merger with Discovery. And now there's all these rumors that they're going to cut away at the DC Universe in terms of the movie uh, budgets. So that could have played a hand in it, too. It could have been Warner Brothers saying, we don't want to earmark that money for Ring of Honor. And I think there is a lot of uncertainty about the Ring of Honor brand. And so sure. uh, that all probably came together as well. Guys, big thanks to you guys. Uh, YouTube's been screwing with our algorithm for months since the switch to the live tabs. And this past week, it has returned to normal, and it makes me very, very happy because I was very concerned for a while. But um, we worked with uh, YouTube, and I exhausted the resources there. And they finally say that they've got it fixed. And Ryan says, can you confirm the WrestleVotes report that Triple H feels like some of the talent have been, that re have been rehired have underperformed? No, I can't confirm that. And in fact, I got some conflicting stuff about that. I like wrestle votes. They they typically have good news. But I mean, I also have to do my my own due diligence on things like that. But I I've got some insight on that. Let's let, let's just add one thing to that. So forget about wrestle votes. But let's look at the performers that Hunter brought back, with the exception of Braun Strowman, who's had a decent run, I think, and Bray Wyatt, who's he was over, you know, when he left, he's over now. With the exception of those two guys. How do you think the talent, you know, has been received that Hunter brought back? And I think creative has been a big problem with it. But how do yeah. you think they've been received? Karrion Cross, Hit Row, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, uh, Dexter Loomis. How do you think that they have I mean, uh, been received? Candice has been eating a bunch of L's. Miz and Loomis and, and Johnny are in a never-ending storyline. Hit Row is used sometimes. Carrying Cross was immediately pushed near the top, then pushed down. Braun, that's a situation of his own doing. That's at his own. Bray has not wrestled. I, I've forgotten that he's around a lot of times. Uh, a lot of it is creative. I so I, I, yeah, I don't think that that's on him. I agree. I mean, the only one where I looked at and I thought, you know, there's two, I guess, where I looked at and I thought, you know, they need to do better. Carrying Cross, I thought him and Drew McIntyre wasn't that great. Candice LeRae, uh, I, I, she looks nervous to me, quite frankly. Like when she goes out there on Raw, she looks nervous to me. Otherwise, I think it's strictly. Big. Matter of fact, I think Gargano has done well with what he's been handed. I, I think, think he's doing as good as he can, yeah. Yeah, because he has shown a personality and he's shown a sense of humor and he's shown an ability to improvise. So I think that he's done well with these been hand. But I agree. I think creative with all of those people has been a real problem since they all came back. Um, Justice says, any word on where ROH will be filmed? I believe it's going to be at Universal, but no, no con confirmation on that. Provide 24-7 says, Impact refused to play, pay for Brock. No excuses for Mandy Rose. I I don't understand the 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 comment there. Sorry about that. I mean, but, you're right. Impact Wrestling refuses to pay for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, absolutely. R. Harris says, "What do you think this means to the rest of Toxic Attraction?" Uh, R. Harris, I think they're going to come up soon. I don't think there's anything left for them to do in NXT. I think that J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan have shown that they fit right in with the main roster, with or without Mandy Rose. In fact. Oftentimes, and I think of those two, I think of them completely separate of Mandy Rose, like they're on an island of their own, and I think that they've they've made great impressions. Uh, Miguel Ortiz says, Honor Club turning into All Elite Honor, AEW and ROH library, AEW pay-per-views, current vlogs, would be huge for Tony. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, a lot of those vlogs also are a get-in-the-door thing, but if you wanted to collect them and do like a best of vlogs of the week, I think that would be very, very cool as well. 
Oh man, this was a longer show than we usually do. And we're heading over to Fightful Select for the list goes on. Again, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier about the algorithm and the, the way that that's been affecting us lately. Thank you guys so much. You guys tuned in and drove today. Our super chats are back up to normal. We have so much content on Fightful. Dropped an Ethan Page interview today. Danny Limelight with Grapsity yesterday. Switchblade Jay White does not do a lot of wrestling interviews. Talked to him this past weekend. Carmelo Hayes, Shaza McKenzie, Billy Starks, Dax Harwood, Santino Morella. We've got tons of them this weekend. Willow Nightingale. What, Jimmy? My daughter just came in. Oh, yeah? Wanted to bring me something that she did at a, uh, what was it? Oh, my goodness. She had she had a school, what do you call it? A school outing? Yeah. Field trip. Oh, look at that. They made clay animals. And that I is tried talent. To, I tried to get her on camera for a second, but she's a little bit shy. Oh, but, that's uh, talent right there. Very yeah. nice. Very nice, baby. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. We're talking about this Shawn Michaels, Kevin Owens pitch. Mr. CJ Lilly says, Sonya replaced Mandy in Toxic Attraction. That sounds like a dope idea, honestly. If there's going to be one replacement, it should be Sonya. Guys, until next time, we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.